Welcome to On Mission, the teaching ministry of the Mission Church in Irvindale. We exist to love God by loving others, leading them to become fully functioning followers of Christ Jesus. Today we conclude Mike's message on Luke. Jesus in Matthew 11, verses 28 through 30 said, Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. He wasn't talking about your muscles. He was talking spiritually. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. The yoke of Judaism was so heavy that even the elite leaders couldn't keep it. The yoke of Jesus, on the other hand, is light. It may shock you to hear me say this. No rules, no regulations, just trust in me. Walk with me. Learn from me. That's what Jesus is offering. Not a list of rules and regulations, but trust in him. Walk with him. Learn from him. So the negative connotation summed up is that following the scribes and the Pharisees would result in the learner perpetuating the rules, regulations, and works of Judaistic death. The positive connotation of what Jesus is saying is that following after him would result in the learner discovering the way of grace and faith, which lead to life not only here and now, but in eternity. And then he comes to this comment about a log and a speck. It's my opinion that the previous two points of the parable were targeted at the disciples in general. He's speaking to them and, 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 and trying to offer them some instruction. But this last illustration of the log and the speck, I think, is targeted straight at the religious leaders. Not that we all can't learn from it, but he's now on their donkey. All right? And the contrast is striking and comical, if you think about it. A log sticking out of your eye, a plank hanging out of your eye. you got to see it drawn up in a cartoon form. It's hilarious. Versus a speck of dust that has found its way onto your eyeball. What is he addressing here? In part, what he is addressing is legalism. And legalism always is concerned about what everybody else is doing. When we fall into the trap of legalism, it makes self-righteous judges of everyone that it touches. And the problem with being everyone else's judge is that you become so busy trying to control everybody else's life that you fail to rightly examine your own. I mean, good grief. If you're trying to control, if I'm trying to control all of you and make sure that you're walking in just the right step, well, when am I ever going to have a chance to look at myself to see what's going on with me? Because it's highly likely something's going on bad with me. The scribes and the Pharisees, as we know, were all in a lather about what Jesus was doing or not doing concerning the Sabbath. And what do we find them doing? We find them laboring intensely to find an accusation that would stick. But while they were trying to find a speck 
in Jesus' eye with regard to their traditions of the Sabbath. They had a log sticking out of their eye concerning, ready? Murder. Murder. That's right. They're running here and there and everywhere trying to find some little misappropriation of their traditions, not even God's law, their traditions. And yet all the while that they're looking for that speck in Jesus' eye, they're planning his murder. Is that not a log? It's like the Empire State Building is hanging out of your eye, right? I mean, that's insane. They're talking already about doing away with him even if it means taking his life. And so as with any appointed, self-appointed judge, we tend to ignore the log of sin that is hanging from our own life while pointing out the supposed speck that is in someone else's. And they were certainly guilty of that. I have been guilty of that. And I'm pretty confident that you have been guilty of that too. Now all three of these points were given to expose the fallacy of a works-based religion. A works-based religion that Judaism had become. And the intention not only is to expose it, but then to direct the people toward truth and life that is found only in the Messiah, Jesus. And that brings me to truth point number three. That we don't have to fall to the damnable teachings of false prophets. Because safety is found in closely following Jesus, being a student and a practitioner of the Word of God. Oh, I wish we could turn that clock back at least 15 to 20 minutes. Because I would just love to stay right here for a little while. But I can't. So let me just encourage you to take note, take careful note right now of the words student and practitioner. And then listen or look as I read from James chapter 1, verses 22 through 25. James writes, But be doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man who looks intently at his natural face in a mirror. For he looks at himself and goes away and at once forgets what he was like. But the one who looks into the perfect law, the law of liberty, and perseveres, being not just a hearer who forgets, but a doer who acts, he will be blessed in all of his doing. It's not enough to hear. People come in this auditorium every Sunday, and they hear. But not everybody who walks out the door does. I'm just, I'm not judging any of you in particular, because I don't know. I just know human nature. And human nature is like that. But Jesus says that if you will hear and then do what you hear, you will be blessed. James tells us that. We move on to verses 43 through 45, and we find that fruit, the fruit of a life, tells the tale. Tells the tale. This really is a pivotal point when we come here because what Jesus begins to talk about is that Our life actions, not our lips, tell the tale of what we are. The tree that he mentions in those verses is us. It's people. 
That's the tree he's talking about. The fruit that he is speaking about are life actions. And Jesus says that the overall life actions of an individual tell whether they are a citizen of God's kingdom or a prisoner of Satan's kingdom. Now, we have to be very careful here with handling this because if we're not, we're going to get ourselves in a world of trouble. We need to remember that every good tree will bear some fruit that is unacceptable. And we need to also remember that every bad tree will have some fruit that doesn't look too terribly bad. But the issue isn't the little bit of bad or the little bit of good. It's about the overall harvest of the life. Mark this down in your mind that when push comes to shove, when life gets squeezed by trials and tribulations, what is deep inside will come out either through the works of the flesh or the fruit of the Spirit. I remember my mother uh, teaching me over and over and over again that when you take a tube of toothpaste, you take the lid off and you give it a good squeeze, whatever's inside will come out. And it might be minty fresh or it might be nasty. But whatever's in there comes out when the squeeze takes place. Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 through 23, reveal the fruit of a life that is surrendered to Christ and controlled by the Spirit. When you squeeze a follower of Jesus who is walking faithfully with Him and is daily looking to surrender their lives to the Spirit, this is what you'll find. Love, joy, peace, patience, Kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Overall, that's what you're going to find. If you go up a few verses, you'll find what you're going to get when you squeeze the life of one who isn't walking with Jesus and isn't really seeking to be controlled by the Spirit. And it's a whole different list. Truth point number four. The only life that can produce fruit consistent with the kingdom of God is one being transformed by Jesus the King. Let me wrap it up. Because I know you're all dying to get moving on with your Father's Day celebration. But don't wrap up too quick. Because what I'm about to, to do, you wasted your time coming if you don't hear this. Which directing point? This is a, I titled this sermon... Directions for disciples. So, which of the directing points do you need to deal with in your life today? Do you have a problem with judgment? Got a problem with condemnation? Are you uh, not forgiving? Are you stingy? Not generous? Maybe, Maybe that's where you need to focus and where you need to pray and where you need to surrender something to to the cross of Christ. Perhaps for you, though, those aren't really the issue. Perhaps it's who you're following. Who has your mind? Who's your teacher? And don't just think about somebody standing up on a stage. HBO can be your teacher. ACDC can be your teacher. I know, Tom, you don't even know who that is. I'm sorry. (laughs) But I bet you do. (laughs) I do. You know, 
The stars and starlets of Hollywood can be your teacher, and the people who write those stupid articles in stupid magazines can be your teacher. Who are you, who are you opening your mind to? Because, as Jesus said, when you become fully trained by that influence, you'll become just like that influence. If I'm your teacher, oh my goodness, repent. Your teacher needs to be the Word of God. Your teacher needs to be the Spirit of God. Your teacher needs to be Jesus Christ. And you should only listen to any human speaking about it if they're speaking exactly what's in the Word. And if they're not, you need to turn them off. But maybe, maybe for you, it's who am I following? Or perhaps there's a log of sin that is blocking your ability to see clearly. Maybe you need to examine the works and or the fruit or lack thereof that is being produced in your life. And the last application point is this, that there's, there's always the issue of who you are following, which is different than who your teacher is. Who are you following? Are you following yourself? Are you following the philosophies of the world? Or are you following Jesus? Can I tell you that only, only, exclusively Jesus, only He will lead you to a loving, right relationship with the Father. Nobody else can do that. All other so-called leaders will lead you to eternal condemnation. This is On Mission. The Mission Church is located at 12001 Ridgemont Drive in Urbandale. To learn more about our ministry, visit our website at themissiondsm.org or call us at 515-255-2122. We gather for worship each Sunday at 10 a.m. We would be honored for you to join us. Have a blessed day, and thank you for listening to On Mission. On Mission.